Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. One, two, three, four. Happy birthday to you. Hello and welcome back to Explicitly Us. Fun, friendly and good for the whole family. It's sure to put a smile on your face. So get ready all the way from Table 19 Studios, your hosts Andy and Trista. Happy birthday. Thank you. Belated. It was a good one. You had a good one or the song was a good one? I had a good one. Yeah. Did you know that they made a special song just for you? That's amazing. You know how hard it was to find Trista? It was difficult, but I succeeded. And I would cross oceans to find your birthday name on YouTube. One of a kind. Yeah. If you all don't know that, uh, a YouTube hack is you can type in happy birthday so-and-so, their name, and you'll come up with a bunch of videos of people who produced these videos customized for a name. And you could just share that to them on their birthday. They'd be like, what? They're singing my name like they know me. (laughs) But Trista is actually really interesting because what's the one thing that you've never found on a magnet wall or a pen, a customized pen at Cracker Barrel? Or any of these things. I never got the souvenirs with my name. Never. On. Poor Trista. I did. That's it was easy. always Tristan or yeah. Krista. <laughs> right. You get Tristan and then you can see your mom's nail scratch marks right. over the end where she took it out. Andy and Andrew are easy. Yeah. And you always like the first at the top. Oh, yeah. Always there. Like, hmm. I get more... Uh, what do we call them? I call them butt dials. I don't know if we can say butt dials on his podcast, but I get more. What what would be another word if we don't want to use the word butt? Um, Sorry, y'all. Accidental. Accidental calls. calls. Behind behind dials. Gluteus maximus dials. <laughs> glute dial. <laughs> glute dial. dial. I've been glute dial. <laughs> I think that's what we should call it. <laughs> Glute now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I approve. If you're out there and you're going to start using glute dialed, uh, just to see people's reactions, give us a thumbs up. I don't know where to give us a thumbs up. <laughs> this We're not on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. Hit the bell. Hit the- <laughs> We've been watching too many cooking shows on YouTube. send us an email. <laughs> yeah, send us an email. Comment on Instagram and say, glute dialed. However you spell glute. Is it G-L-U-T-E? I think so. Or is it G-L-O-O-T? I think it's a U. Glute dial. Man. I'm the, I'm the one that's always glute dialed. Because I'm Andy. And it's sad because I'll get a, I'll get a call from somebody that I haven't heard from in years. 
and I'll, I'll answer. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, man, people love me. They want to talk to me. They were thinking about me today. And you hear, earn a TV now. <laughs> they glute dialed. And you're yelling at people in the background. It's sad. I've had my highs. I've had my lows. Too funny. You've never had to worry about that. Nope. Mm-mm. So you turn. Do you want to share your age or, or are we at that time yet when we can't show our, share our age? It's never bothered me. It's never bothered me either. Maybe it will eventually. I don't think it should. I don't think it should. I feel like. Maybe after you hit 40. The only way I think it would bother a lady is if you said your age and they're like, oh, I thought you were much older than that. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, now you're looking rough. You don't, you don't want people to think that, but nowadays I feel like people are, are, what's the words? What's the words, Andy? Um, they're mistaken for being older, younger. I don't know how they're mistaken, but usually it's a compliment. Well, the way I think about it is if you have children, I mean, your children kind of give away your age anyway. I mean, if you've got like a kid in their 30s, you can't really hide how old you are. True enough, especially if you have grandkids and things like that. You like, can. I'm 30 years old. Yeah, you can be an early, not bloomer, you can be an early mother, right? But usually if it's like if you had a child at the age of 15, which happens, when you're 30 and that child's 15 and, and you tell people your age, you're like, what? They're like, how is that even possible? And it's it's not, what I'm saying is it's not the norm. It will, it will bring raised eyebrows like, what? And you're, well, things happen. Maybe that would be a reason you didn't want to tell your age. Yeah, maybe. Because then, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you've worked on that for the last 15 years of having I a 15-year-old. I hope you've moved on and I guess. had victory over that past. Can you hear me well? Well, um, I don't really hear myself in my headphones very much. I can hear you fine. Okay. But that's all that matters. If you want to hear yourself a little bit more, I can crank you up a little bit and give you a little bit more juice. How's that? Now you're louder, but I am too. It's fine. Do you like me being in your ears? Sometimes. Hello, Trista. Not always. Not like that. Um, so you had a good birthday. Let's talk about your birthday just for a minute. Just bring everybody up to speed on what we did, what you did, and how it went, what the plans were, and what the plans ended up being. Go ahead. Do you want to, you want to go ahead with, with this? Because I'll tell you what, I had so many comments about the last week's podcast, podcast about uh, you talking, and they really enjoyed hearing you talk so much, and less of me. Somebody said, what did they say, Trista? I'm trying to go off of memory here. They said, Trisha was just talking because she had a story to tell. I had a story to tell, and that's and true about me. If you have a story to tell. If I have something I want to say, I'll say it. But if you try to pull me into a conversation and I have nothing to contribute, or if, if it's not a topic that I'm familiar with, I don't really want to talk about it, I'm just not going to talk. Is this a good time or a bad time to mention that one of your eyebrows is off? It's always off. Is it always off? Always. It's because I always raise this one like this. No, no, no. It's not that. I mean, it's like the space between your eyebrows. One of them's over your eyeball more than the other. Oh, it's always off too. Is it always yeah. off? It's not an accidental pluck? No, because I don't have much hair in between to pluck. I only pluck like two little okay. 
Maybe you should let those two stay there. It's there's no and point. let them you can't reproduce see them anyway. <laughs> reproduce. <laughs> so That's you, hilarious. the person who said, you know, you got a story to tell, said something, and I forget how they finished it, but something like, "We need to let you have more stories, or find more stories, or something like that." But you did well last week. I feel like. I feel like I could have just sat back and you could have handled it at all. No, I mean, I, don't, I definitely don't like to lead the conversation. I the, prefer to be like a responder. The convo. And I like to ask the questions and let other people do the talking. Okay. If I ask them questions, then they're not asking me questions. So they're talking. That's my trick. Profound. Profound. So birthday so yeah so we planned on getting up going and having breakfast at a place where we like to go Mm -hmm. eat breakfast sometimes Mm -hmm. little outdoor restaurant and then we might call a cafe then we were going to go to the beach but not really to the beach because there's no sand there it's an old abandoned ramp for boats it's rocky it's got pebbles in a ramp. They had a lot of concrete there at one time, and now the concrete's all broken up, so now it's just a bed for fish. So you wanted to go there, and you're like, you can sit and get some sun and all fish. And I was like, I'd like to fish too. So you're like, okay, let's do it. So that was the plan. Mm-hmm. And we woke up, and... Something else came up that you had to do first thing in the morning. What are you going to do? So our Things change. our breakfast got turned into plans fail. Brunch. You look for love on a grander scale. I don't know this song. I feel like I sang it in high school with the, with the choir. Okay. Storms rise. Um clouds fade i think maybe i don't know what's ambiguous anyway continue um anyway so we had brunch when the going gets rough when it's oh i forgot no that's not it it's tough one here's the chorus jesus will still be there his love will never change as sure as the steady rain, Jesus will still, he'll still be there. I'm sorry. That was what they, other So part. it's one of those songs that you don't realize it's a Christian song until you get to the <laughs> chorus. <laughs> yes. One of those songs. Our high school is going through a time when is we it had a love song. Is we had a young Christian guy come song? in to be the choir leader and he's like, Hey, let's try these songs. <laughs> <laughs> they turned out well for competition. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, so we went to brunch, and then we went fishing, and I caught the first fish. Whoop, whoop. I was very excited. Yep. I was like, take a picture of me with this fish. But I was kind of grossed out by it when I tried to touch it. Mm, it was flipping around on you. And take it off of the hook. You went into so girl mode. Did. So you did that. And you had this technique of taking it off the hook and 
launching it through the air back into the water. <laughs> I got to tell. The, I have to tell the story. That's not no. I told the you're, kids in Sunday school the story this morning. Making, they were like, <laughs> "What?" You were making it sound like I chucked this from no, from were. home plate to center field. Okay, so underhand. It, okay, underhand. So let's just say I caught a fish, and then I don't remember if I caught another one. But then you caught a fish. And so you you took your fish off the hook. And I tossed it. And you launched it through the air back into the water. I did not launch it. Elon Musk launched it. And while you were holding it it in in your hand, it was very much alive. (laughs) (laughs) When we turned back around to fish again, it was floating (laughs) in the middle of the water. And I was like, you killed your fish. Listen, fish do not die. And you were like, no, it's cool. It's going to bounce back well they do and it did like a little flick yeah and then like we looked back a minute later and it was floating <laughs> out of the water it died you killed it it died so by the third one i caught let's I put was, can we put the size of the fish into perspective <laughs> it was little it was like it was the size like, of my hand it was like eight inches yeah six or eight inches so by the third one i caught I finally got the courage to take it off the hook by myself. And I took it over to the edge and gently released it. Released it back into the water. (laughs) I almost did kiss one of them. I was like, "Mm." almost. Put it back in the water. And then my fourth one, I was like a pro. Yeah. My fourth one, I was like, yeah, I got this. I went, (laughs) there's so we caught, I don't think we caught, we, let me back up. We caught seven fish, right? Yes. Not one of them was the same. No. Seven yeah. different fish. They right? were all different. I mean, talk about ocean fishing. Little tropical fish. Little tropical fish. We were out, Colorful. you know, we, we weren't getting any food fish out there. We were getting no. little, little things. Um, we're not professional fishermen. We're actually learning. All right. So back up. We just back wanted up. to enjoy the back experience. Up. Back up. We weren't trying to feed the family. Don't judge us. So anyways, we were all those different fish <laughs> and... Uh, one of these fish had a, a really wide mouth and a lot of them, you know, you, you grab this, the side of them to take the hook off. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to put my thumb in his mouth and grab grab its lip, you know. And I went to go put my thumb in and that thing had teeth. They all had teeth. They all had teeth. It's like, <laughs> what's going on in this ocean? Little piranhas. Yeah, man. They all had so many teeth. And I'm like, I ain't putting my thumb in there. That would have hurt. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, Trista caught four. Yep. And I caught three. She won. Had a great time out there, though. We got sunburned. Did get sunburned. I'm still, still a little tender. Yep. Still feeling it. And then, now that was after breakfast. We did end up doing breakfast, but it turned into brunch. Yep. And then we went out in the heat of the day, and it was hot out there. Now, we were fishing with, for those of you fisher people uh, out there, we were fishing with squid. Yep. We were using squid. We don't have a tackle shop, per se, here, where they're going to sell different kinds of baits. Or any kind of live pools or anything like that. So you just go to the supermarket, grab your box of squid out of the frozen section that you would take home to cook, and throw that in your freezer. And when you're going fishing, just throw a couple of those little babies in a baggie and take it with you. Cut it up, you're good to go. So the fish actually love it a lot. Yeah. Uh, we just got to find another place that maybe we can get some bigger action. And also get smaller fishing poles because we had some heavier poles 
for those little fish so you could barely feel them. You'd be reeling in your baby like, oh, I got a fish. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty heavy. So but we'll work on it some more. We had, we had so much fun the other week. Hold on, my, my headphones cords wrapped. We had so much fun the other week that Callie wanted to buy her own fishing rod. Did I talk about this last week? I don't think so. If I did, y'all forgive us. But we uh, went to the main island for um, Walmart or we were over there for some reason. And so I said, we got five minutes to go in Walmart, but we need to run in Walmart and get what you want and run back out because Callie was bothering me uh, to get a fishing pole. And I know why we had to be quick. We, we had a taxi waiting for us. And so the man said that he would wait for a few minutes. So we ran in straight to the um, fishing rods. And as soon as we got there, Callie's favorite color is like teal, you know, and she sees this teal, aqua. like aqua. an aqua teal. Yeah. And she feels this, uh, she sees this rod that's, decked out with aqua teal and uh she's like i want that one I'm like i don't know how much she said i want that one <laughs> now she's spending her money she's not spending mine she, she, had she, birthday she money. just had a birthday and stuff like that so uh that's the one she wanted so we went and found the price it was like 50 bucks for that thing i mean that's kind of expensive for your first rod especially if we don't know what we're doing but she's like oh i want that one so she got her first rod and it's already spooled up we just left that spool on there and just threw a, a hook and some little little pieces of um uh, uh, what did I say? Squid. Put a squid on there, and she was catching them left and right. She loves it. I mean, it's like a medium weight rod. Got a lot of flex in the in the rod and stuff. So uh, she was having a blast. She was bothering me today to go. I had to push it off till tomorrow because I was busy today. Um, but she loves it. Clay likes it. All all the kids like it. All the kids yeah. like it. We, and it's it's nice. We just started this. I mean, we've lived near the ocean for years and just got around to it. And it's been really nice gives us an activity that where we don't have to go swimming because but something really cool though is i was snorkeling around where people were fishing and i could see like the bait dropping and i can see all the fish swarming under it because it's you know 15 feet of water so that's kind of cool just be in their world and watch what was going on uh so you had a good birthday oh we finished the birthday out with a great meal yes because I made it. You made it. Let's dinner. talk about this meal because it was pretty fantastic. It was good. I don't always make dinner, but when I do, I use Grey Poupon. <laughs> no, but you know, I did forget to use mustard on those ribs. They say that it's really good. It adds a little bite to it. Um, but I didn't. But it worked yeah. just fine. So I went to the store because Trista is about as decisive as uh, the Pope and their doctrine. And uh, so she flip-flops all over the place. She didn't know what kind of food she wanted. A couple years ago, I tried to make fried chicken for her. That was terrible. That was a bust. Like It just didn't have flavor. It has zero flavor. I was new in my cooking career, and I didn't know that you had to season the chicken before you breaded it. I just seasoned the breading. Well, that's idiotic. You have to season the chicken heavily uh, before you bread it, and then really seasoned the breading too anyways so that didn't work so trisha was kind of leery about me making dinner but finally subsided and i was at the store and i saw these ribs that uh seemed nice spare well, no, they weren't spare ribs what were they um what are those ribs called the pork were they pork spare ribs i don't know the difference in cuts and stuff like that but they were the little ones Short ribs. Short. I said, I said little and you said short. That's great. Short ribs. I don't know if they're short ribs. <laughs> but 
Um, I, I brought those home and really didn't have much time. I didn't realize because it's been so long that if you're going to do ribs in the oven, because my plan was oven, then grill to finish, that it needs like two hours in the oven. But we do have this Instapot. And so I said, let's throw them in there. We got four racks because we <laughs> yeah, had guests coming over. a little skeptical, over. like if it was going to fit in there or not. We seasoned them. I seasoned them the day before. So that was cool. And then we put them in. They, they barely fit. We cut them in half. Mm-hmm. But you take them. We took them out, put them on the grill. Four si- uh, full racks made eight halves, obviously. And putting them on the, the grill. And I, I took some peppers, seasoned some peppers, just took the seeds out, halved them, threw them on the grill to just come... Just a pepper side. I like just peppers plain seasoned. Uh, that was really good. Then I made fried, not fried, sweet potato fries, but I fried them. I didn't bake them. Mm-hmm. Sweet potato fries. Now, the sweet potato fries themselves were tasty, and I, and I fried them twice, but they didn't crisp. They didn't crisp up. And I wonder if it's because I put them in that bowl and I stacked them one on another and say, the grease was dripping were through. Were they crispy when you pulled them out of the fryer? Were they crispy at any more point? Than, more than we ate them, yes. Because they did sit for like they did. 20 minutes. I feel like if we had a rack to put them on to let the grease drip through like an, like one of those corrugated racks and mm-hmm. it just and it sat out. Yeah, but we don't have enough rack space for that. Like we don't have enough racks. No. Well, we need to get racks, I guess. But that's the way to make those. And anyways, they 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 were tasty, but they were a little bit soggy. They were definitely cooked. Then I was ex- I was in experimental mode, guys, and I was trying to make a a like a glaze to dip these things in, like a sweet glaze. So I put butter and brown sugar and honey and cinnamon in a frying pan, melted it all down, thinking that the butter would keep things fluid and let things not solidify as as normally sugar would solidify because it that's how you make caramel well i made caramel <laughs> <laughs> the butter was not enough and i don't know if, if anybody has any cooks out there if i how how do you how would you make that those ingredients not solidify cream do you put cream in it like a lot of cream how do you make like a, a sweet dipping glaze that does not harden or solidify? Well, and then the longer it sat on the table, it separated from the butter. Yeah. Like the butter separated there from the There is some weird sugar. chemical reactions going on. So if you guys have an idea, you can email us at... Explicitlyus at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to share that with everybody else because I ain't got a clue. But now it was really good caramel. Yeah. It was really good caramel, but... Ended up chopping up some apples. And and here's... Yeah, we did. We chopped up <laughs> some apples and used it on the apples. But you know what was crazy is when we were trying them, when it was in the pan boiling and we dipped a fry in, I mean... Yeah. If it could be that, that would be amazing. If it could be that. Just didn't stay that It didn't stay that. All right. Then I'm, I'm going to... Listen, I'm kind of tooting my horn a little bit, y'all, because it was really good. I made some good food. Uh, there was a lot of failures in this meal. There was a lot of experimental food in this meal. I'm okay with that because we're learning. I still ate all the food, and I think everybody else did too. So then for dessert, Trista, do you want to present dessert? 
You made it. But you loved it so much, right? So much that you want to talk right now. I don't necessarily. All right. So what I did was <laughs> um, I made cheesecake, but. But not because I love cheesecake. Because you love lemon. Uh, what is it? Key lime pie. Key you lime. like you like key lime pie or key lime flavoring. And so I said, I'm going to make a key lime cheesecake, but I'm not going to make one of those no bake cheesecakes. I'm going to bake it. I'm going to do the real thing. And so I looked up like a cheesecake factory cheesecake. This thing called for like three blocks of cream cheese, a cup of sour cream and other ingredients. Put that all together. This is probably my second baked cheesecake ever. So Jordan, you're listening to me. It turned out good. Not as good as yours. My brother-in-law makes one of the best cheesecakes. Really good stuff. Not as good as yours, but it turned out really good. Um, I made some mistakes in the making of the cheesecake, but not enough for it to matter. Flavor was there. Trista just happened to buy strawberries at the store. Brought those strawberries home for, what'd you want? What'd you get strawberries for? I had like a strawberry shortcake. You were just at the store and you're like, I want a strawberry shortcake. So you bought shortcake strawberries and. Cool whip. Cool whip. Whipped cream. So I took the extra strawberries and Callie actually did it for me. Um, cut them up, decorate the cheesecake. Do we get a picture of that? Yes. Sweet. That's going up on Instagram because that thing looked amazing. It is going up. Do you get a picture of any of the other food? I don't think so. Unbelievable. Guys, I'm sorry. We failed you. We have a picture of my fish we can post. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. You'll get a picture of her fish. You'll get a picture of this cheesecake. It was amazing. And uh, the lime, the key lime pie flavoring was there. Boom, right? The strawberries added to it. I think next time, and by next time I'm, I'm thinking about this week because it was so good. Next time we need to do a key lime cheesecake and then put cherries on top. Because how do you go wrong with cherries and lime? How do you, I don't think you do. It's like a limeade. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you go wrong with that. It's like the really sweet of the cherry and the tart of the lime. Oh my goodness. Also, let's make sure we mention what was used to cook this. Oh, listen everybody. We used the Ninja Foodie. It was baked in the Ninja Foodie. Ninja Foodie. Here's what you're going to do if you're going to bake stuff in the Ninja Foodie like this or like anything. Know that you're in a smaller confined space. Okay? So for safety, drop a minute or two off. Let's say drop between a minute or two off of every 20. Okay? So we had to bake that thing for 50 minutes. So I think I baked it for 45. All right. But when you do, guys, it worked great. But what I should have done is at the halfway mark, I should have turned it. Because there are there is a hot place in those foodies. And the front can be the hot place because of the way that the air circulates in there. So if I would have turned that, it would have made a golden all the way around and not just one side. One side is a little dark, but not burnt. That would have been perfect. And that's what we're going to do. We didn't know if it would work or not. It was also a lot of filling for that particular pie. I feel like we need that's a bigger That's true because pan. we had enough extra, had extra to make six little cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. Which were not as good because, and I know the reason, Trista, it was because it wasn't as thick. That's why it wasn't as good. The thickness helped. 
Maybe. But also the consistency of the cream cheese yeah. was different. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up because that was where I failed. And I didn't want people to make fun of me because that's where I, I failed pretty bad on that. Um, it was just a learning experience. But I, don't think, I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. There's a saying about failures. Failures aren't final. No, something about... Oh, man, now it's going to bother me. Well, don't let it. It will. If you don't remember it, you're a failure. Is that it? No. Do you have a... I'll think on it. While you're thinking on it, do you want to present a word of the day? Yep. I got a good one. Is it... How good is it, though? I mean, on a scale from one to ten. I don't know. I think it's pretty far up there. You got to... You got to have some kind of idea. I don't know. Eight. Eight? Eight. Eight's not bad. Okay. That's pretty good. Wait. Eight's like, this is going to be a good word. I think it is. For an eight, that that means it's pounceable and usable. Yes, you could definitely use this one. Stand by. All right. The word is ineffable. 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 I-N-E-F-F-A-B-L-E. Ineffable. What is it? I'm on pins and needles here. It's an adjective. The edge of my seat. It's an adjective. It an adjective. A, it has a couple of meanings. Sorry, guys. It means incapable of being expressed in words. So similar to indescribable. Wow. It could also mean unspeakable or not to be uttered as in taboo. They use it as though, um, like I saw a couple different places, people were using it to describe the word Jehovah, mm. the ineffable name of Jehovah. Ooh, I like it. So. The ineffable Jehovah. Ineffable. Cannot be spoken or should not be spoken. Jehovah. Boy, I like that. That's a good word, Tristan. Yeah. I thought so. I think that's definitely an eight. You were right on that. Yes, ma'am. That was a good word of the day. Well, um, man, we got a lot of emails and stuff. Let me just go through those. Uh, not uh, emails, just messages. A lot of exciting messages. People respond. Uh, people really like the Instagram. I just thought I'd throw that out there. If you're not following us on Instagram, do that. Explicitly underscore us is where you'll find it on Instagram. Um it's really, I mean, our Instagram site, it's really ineffable. <laughs> actually. Uh, but not a Jesus ineffable. <laughs> a little less. More like explicitly us ineffable. Uh, so, man, all right. So here's here's some of the things people are saying. I'm just going to kind of go off of memory because there's so many of them. And to be honest, guys, everybody's commenting in like various places. No, we have like email Instagram, I got I got text, text messages, and so it's hard to remember where things come from. But some people are 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 responding with the the kind of the how do how do I say this? The um they're responding with thank maybe not exactly thankfulness, but just sharing how they were inspired to. We, on some of the ideas that we present, just some thought-provoking ideas like 
uh, handing down heirlooms to your kids and like watches, uh, you know, really into watches, of course. And, and some people are, are doing that and they're getting some old watches out of the drawer and fixing them up and starting to wear them. And, you know, their kids are going to be able to see them on their wrist and have that memory. You know, one guy is wearing his grandfather's watch that he wasn't wearing before, but he got it out, fixed it up, put a, put a battery in it. He put a, a new uh, band on it. Uh, he made a new watch stand for it, and now he's wearing it, and he's able to experience these memories with the kids of his grandfather, you know. So it's really great hearing some things like that. And then weeks ago, I got an email from Kristen that I don't think I ever read, and um, I think something happened in that next podcast that I just forgot to read it, and that I never got back to it. But, you know, she's talking about hand-me-downs in this, and she says, I agree. Having a watch hand-me-down is all right. Um, but, she says, she doesn't have one of those. She does have, though, her great-grandma's grandma, not grandpa. She has her great-grandma's gun. Mm. And that is pretty cool. She says, I think that's pretty cool. She says, I could wear it, but probably not a good idea. But how cool is it to say, my grandma killed squirrels with this gun, <laughs> passed to her son who killed squirrels with it, and now I can kill squirrels with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Of course, she says it's hypothetical um, because she would not advertise killing anything with a gun <laughs> on uh, a nationally syndicated <laughs> podcast. Um, but as far as her grandma and grandpa goes, you know, that's what that's that's how they made their their meat on the table. And then she had this thought. What about passing down instruments? That's actually a really good thought. Passing down instruments. They, they pass down pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really wear it either, but Use that it. seems like a minor, you know, a minor detail when you're thinking about a memory. Um, just passing it down is pretty cool. Mm, let's see. She says here, different topic. I don't know if you all are still doing the Wordle thing. Well, you could use oh this is the girl that said we could use those words as words of the day yes yeah if we remembered any of them christian yes. are real so i'm doing pretty good on wordle um my record right now is I, i've not ever not finished a word ever um i'm looking for my record here i've only played 22 but there have been a couple of them that have stressed me out a little bit i've only got two of those 22 or sixes and most of them are fours. So I got, yeah. Some of them stress you out a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know. Sometimes it's like my brain won't put the letters together. And I'm like, I should have known that. And it didn't happen. Yeah. You should have. But for the most part, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this. Uh, what's this called? I don't know. What's this dude? Paul Harvey. Oh, yeah. I'm going to play this Paul Harvey for everybody. And after this Paul Harvey, I'm going to ask you a question. All right? Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. So be ready to answer a question. All right? Okay. I'll do my best. The rest of the story. Since his days as a cub reporter for the Chicago Tribune, Melville Stone wanted a newspaper of his own. Well, now he had one, or at least the beginning of one. Christmas Day, 1875, he made the announcement publicly, Chicago's new newspaper would begin daily publication January 1, 
It did. And that first day, 9,000 copies were sold, and that was rather exceptional for more than a century ago. Within a week, Mr. Stone actually had to refuse advertising. No room for more ads in his fledgling publication. I'll tell you why the paper was so successful so soon. It's price. It's price. Other newspapers were selling for five cents a copy. Melville Stone's newspaper was selling for a penny. And thus had publisher Stone outdone his competitors. He provided the same news for five times less. He had considered the idea of a penny paper for many years. He had conducted surveys. He had even published a test newspaper for several months called The Herald, penny priced, and it was a success. So it was with great confidence that Mr. Stone embarked upon this revolutionary penny newspaper project. He had anticipated everything but one thing. A citywide shortage of pennies. Publisher Melville Stone had barged into a world of nickel newspapers with a newspaper that sold for a penny, initially enormously successful. But then, as Mr. Stone sought to increase the circulation of his publication, he found it impossible. Indeed, there were just so many pennies to go around in Chicago in those days, not enough for Stone to expand his newspaper beyond the beginning stage. So, the publisher set out to make pennies popular. He sought to make certain that everybody carried pennies with which to purchase his newspaper. Now, how would he manage that? Publisher Melville Stone was only 27 years old at the time, and yet that penny newspaper of his would continue to be published for more than a hundred years. You may recall that Melville Stone also founded and was for many years general manager of the Associated Press, but this I think you never knew. Melville Stone's original plan to popularize pennies. You see, folks rarely needed a denomination of currency smaller than a nickel back then because merchandise was evenly priced, 50 cents, 60 cents, a dollar, two dollars. It was Melville Stone who went around Chicago convincing merchants that 49 cents sounded much less expensive than 50 cents, that 99 cents sounded much less expensive than a dollar, Publisher Stone gave merchants the idea of bargain pricing at a penny less, and he even ordered barrels from the United States Mint for the merchants to make that penny change for their customers so everybody would have enough pennies. And, of course, that left every customer in every store in Chicago with at least one penny in his pocket. With at least one penny with which to purchase conveniently Melville Stone's Penny newspaper. That's right. That's how odd-priced bargains began. Not to sell merchandise, but to sell the Chicago Daily News. And now you know the rest of the story. Come on. That was a good one. Now we know who to blame. Now we know the jerk that did that. <laughs> no. It is a fact, though. It is a fact uh, that 99 cents looks cheaper than a dollar. It, I mean, and it is cheaper. A penny. It is, but, it, you know, it's in the eye of the, it's in the hand of the beholder, we'll say. Because if you buy 100,000 units at a penny cheaper, it makes a difference, right? Yes. That penny makes a difference. So we're talking about money. Talking about this guy who 
came up with this penny scheme. Really, it was genius. Thinking outside of the box. He put in a lot of work outside of just selling his newspaper in order to sell his newspaper. Fantastic. Reminds me of someone. And that brings us to this question I want to ask you. It reminds me of Elon Musk. You know who Elon Musk is, right? Yes. He's been in the news lately because of the war in Ukraine. And Ukraine says, hey, while you're over there populating Mars, or I don't know if they used the word populating, but it could have been it. Exploring. I think it was populating, actually. Um, we're over here in a war. And okay, Elon Musk, what's, what's interesting about the guy, and I don't, you know, I'm not totally agreeing with everything he is and says, but what's interesting is he did not choose to fight. He didn't choose to be offended by that statement because that can kind of be an attacking type statement. And it's his money. And it's his money. But he says, hey, they'll be there tomorrow. Like it's, a, it's on its way. Within two days, within two days, he had his units in Ukraine. So that man, as soon as he got that, was on the phone saying, get him loaded on the airplane, get his him in satellites. the air. His, his satellite, uh, well, his satellites were in the sky on route, but then they have to have a base station uh. to connect. They have to have his exact base station. So he put, uh, I don't know how many arrived, but I just saw a picture of a trailer load of them. So I imagine he threw them on an airplane right then and there and had them up in the air probably within five or six hours. I bet you before that. They were probably up in the air because just that's how he does, right? So here's a guy who is basically, um, what am I trying to say? He is befriending an entire nation. When this war is over, if Ukraine still remains and he has an open doorway to provide internet to this country, he will be known as the hero internet provider. And people will buy his internet with love and adoration for his company. Now, that's not why he did it. I think he did it because he's a humanitarian. But when you do good things and the right things, you will not help but be successful. You know, and uh, that kind of is like that guy. He didn't necessarily do a good thing, but he worked extra hard to help his neighbors sell a product for 99 cents instead of a dollar. You're going to sell more product. And in the meantime, he's being helped himself. Anyways, a little, little apples to oranges, but it's interesting. So, again, we're talking about Elon Musk. So I'm going to ask you a, tri a question, Trist. I'm going to give you three options. I'm going to give you three options. You can have three amounts of money. One of three amounts of money. All right. Now, you've probably heard this one before. If I gave you a penny today. And doubled it tomorrow. Are you going to make me sound dumb? Nope. Is that what this is? Nope, I'm not. If I give you a penny today and double it tomorrow, how much would you have? Two pennies. Two cents, right? If you, on the third day, if you double that, what would you have? Four pennies. All right, you see how this would go? Yeah. Now, if we do that for 31 days, how much would that be? It's a lot of money. I have no idea. All right. So this was asked to students. Would you rather have a million dollars today or a million or a penny doubled and then compoundly doubled every day for 31 days everybody said a million well the answer is ten million seven hundred thirty seven thousand four hundred eighteen dollars and twenty cents okay 
31 days, doubling just a penny. Okay. Amazing, right? Yeah. Now I'm going to set that aside. We, I, I don't think we're going to take that choice. There's two other choices. So this is what you have to choose from. Would you rather have $300,000 every day since the day of Jesus? And we're going to just put him in at 2,000 years. It's probably a little more than that now. But we're going to say 2,000 years. You get 300000 not 3000 $300,000 for every day since the time of Jesus Christ till today. Cumulative. You can have that lump sum. Or you can have Elon Musk net worth. Mm. Whatever that is. Wow. Oh, goodness. I mean, 2,000 years times 365 is a lot. 2, so the math is 2,000 times 365 times 300,000. Correct. You want the total? Yeah. $219 billion. Wow. So you can have that or the wealth of Elon Musk. He probably has more. He has $229 wow. billion. Dollars. That's hard to fathom. It is hard to fathom. So if, if, if you're listening out there, if you would have picked that $300,000 route, you would be $10 billion poorer <laughs> than Elon Musk. But at that point, how much does it matter? <laughs> I heard somewhere that Elon Musk makes like ridiculous amount of money every day, like millions of dollars well, a I day. Mean, considering what he must spend a day in his projects and his work. Yeah. And again, when you get to, to that amount. I mean, amount, he's sending things into space. Yep. We're talking billions yep. of dollars there. When you make, when you're making that much amount of money, your money literally is making money. I mean, it's not you making money. True. It's your money is, is reproducing i think of that you are not uh, it's a wonderful life when they almost close down the bank and they're left with two dollars mama dollar and papa (laughs) dollar and you're gonna go into the the safe and if you want to see tomorrow make little babies or whatever it was i forget how he said it but uh money makes money and when you get to have that amount that's ridiculous i was joking with a friend of mine and i said that's the kind of money where if you don't like the service of a restaurant, you just buy it and change it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, just right there on the spot. It well, does, It literally is pennies. And clearly he's been wise with his money because yeah. how many people do you hear about winning the lottery? These vast sums. Right. And today they're like in debt. Yeah. Like you think, how is that even possible? Well, they weren't wise with yeah. what they had. And, we, we, and we're... Mostly saying worldly wise, but it's hard to be wise without practicing some kind of inherited biblical principles, even if you don't follow the Bible. Oftentimes, even a worldly person will practice a biblical principle and they might not even know they're doing it. You know, Um, doing good to others, even if they're rotten to you, is a biblical principle. And if you do that, you will be successful, right? Even if it's just emotionally and spiritually successful, you'll be successful. And a lot of people practice that who aren't even Christians. You know, mm-hmm. so that's an interesting thought provoking. It is. Man, can you imagine? I'm happy with my little chunk of gold over here. You got a chunk of gold? Yep. What? You. Oh. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Uh, You're my chunk of gold. You're funny. No, I'm not. I'm serious. I'm so happy to have you in my life. 
I would rather have no one else. Oh, goodness. The music helps, doesn't on it? On that inspiration on Ooh, note. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that inspirational note, the verse of the day or the passage of the day is Isaiah chapter 12. I forget the word of the day, but this goes along with it. Ineffable. Ineffable. The ineffable Jehovah. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord, Jehovah, is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore will joy, therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, praise the Lord. Call upon his name, declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Jehovah. He is good, ineffable. You know why his name is ineffable, why they're saying Jehovah. Tell us, preach, go ahead, just preach right there. Just clear off a spot. I saw this like last week. Um, I guess in Hebrew, there's like four letters or four characters that represent his name. Mm. But like the structure of them, you can't pronounce it. There's no pronunciation for it. And we've taken it in English and added like vowels to it mm. so that we can pronounce it as a word. But I mm. guess in Hebrew, there's no actual pronunciation. It's more like just sounds like. Mm. Groanings that cannot be uttered. That's what I read this Last week, I think, I saw that. Wow. So his name is literally ineffable. Jehovah. I've never heard that before. Look it up. I like it. Tell me if I'm wrong. Hey, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Fact check. You've never. Fact check it. Fact check. Get the fact checker. The biblical fact checkers. You know you get a biblical fact checker? Just post something on Twitter. Post something on Twitter, Facebook. Just put a Bible verse out there and say, I like this. And you'll have fact checkers coming at you. It's true. Out of the whirlwind. Put an effort on there. Put on there that uh, his name cannot be pronounced. You'll have people, well, I can pronounce it. <laughs> G-O-D, God. I can pronounce it just fine. I'm sorry for all you Southern people that are <laughs> listening who I just offended. That was pretty rough. That was. I, I just made all <laughs> Southern people ignorant. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> but we do love you. We appreciate you. I hope we got everything in we wanted to today because we had a lot to get in. We had so much fun. I enjoyed talking with Trista. I'm happy she's 38. Man, wonderful to have her in my life. I'm as old as you now. Yep, same age, not older. With that, we'll see you next week, guys. Do you? I do. You said it first. Love you. What? Love you too. Wait a second. Did you know Explicitly Us is on Instagram? Just search explicitly underscore us, or you can find the link on the show description. You will be able to see photos and videos and the various topics and stories we share. Do you have any friends? Invite them to share in the fun too. Until next time, be happy, be blessed.